0: Am I ready to go live? Of course, I'm ready to go live. Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the raw and unscripted show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now, please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. ba ba na ba na ba na ba 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 na I like it. I like the music. I like it a lot. Welcome, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of most ages. Watch out, I do use colorful language, boys and girls. Uh, it is I, Christopher Roush, your no excuses coach, here with another episode of The Raw and Unscripted Show with yours, truly Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And boy, am I excited! I am excited. Can you tell? I'm a little jazzed. I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Just had an awesome dinner. Uh didn't eat too much because I was so excited about getting up here and doing this discussion um, with my guest tonight. And before I bring her on, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what's going on. What's going on, Larry? So grateful for you to be here, brother. Uh, as always, you are a rock star. I always appreciate it. Darlene, my other rock star. How are you? Yes. Are you ready? I mean, this is going to be a powerful show. So I want to make sure you guys, uh, whether you're watching it live or on the replay, um, take notes. This is going to be a very inspirational show. Uh, A very uh, emotional show uh, and it's all designed to move you forward to move me forward to move our guests forward. That's what we do here on Ron and scripted. We just talk about what it is that we need to listen to the most to move us to the next phase of our life. And right now as of the recording of this we're still going through the COVID situation here in 2020. Uh, We've got the presidential election stuff going on. We've got the holidays going on. We've got social injustice going on. We still got a lot of things going on in this world. So my purpose as the host of the show is, is to bring you guys content every single week that you can take one of the 20 things that we talk about and apply it in your life that week. So if you come back here every single week for 52 weeks and you think about if you just do one thing every single week, that's 52 things at the end of the year that you did to move yourself forward. Now I ask you, do you think you can do that? Yes, you can. Of course you can. And that's what we do here. We bring it to you straight. We bring it to you raw. We love you guys. Holy smokes. Look at all the beautiful people here tonight. Randy, what's up? So good to see you, brother. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, And even, even who's this untrust, uh, Tracy Unstoppable Schmidt. Thank you for being here, Tracy. I really appreciate it. That's really awesome. And uh, Darlene says, I need a push. I need a push. It reminds me of a Cinderella song from 1987. I need a little push, push serena buffalino in the house what's up quarantine sister back from haiti you rock you are amazing thank you so much for being here i love you we have to talk on the phone one of these days or like a video thing instead of this message stuff that we keep doing uh it'd be nice to have a conversation with you so um ladies and just froze i froze i freeze every once in a while um that's what happens patricia anybody know a patricia guy Did I say it right? I better have said it right. I say it all the time. Patricia Geigich is in the house. I love you. Thank you so much for putting us in contact, myself and my guest, which I'm about to introduce. Larry Schneider, Patricia. Patricia says, so excited. Love Tracy Unstoppable Schmidt. Yes, we do. I have only talked to our guest uh, for about the last eight minutes, and I am fired up, in case you can't tell. Angel's in the house. Thank you so much, Angel, for being here. You are a misfit for life. That is for dang sure. Um, badge and all. Once I get some swag, you are going to get it. Um, yes, I love you. I love you too. You are amazing. We are going to change the world. Help in case you didn't know about that. Uh, I am proudly on the board of that now. So thank you very much for having me there, Serena. Um, and this person keeps saying Patricia Gagic, I love you too. Yes. What else we got? Oh, wait a minute. I went and got pizza for this. Oh, you got pizza. What kind of pizza? All right. Here's, here's the question, ladies and gentlemen, I want to see this in the chat and I'm going to bring my guest on pizza, pepperoni. No, I'm not pepperoni. Um, pineapple. Yes or no. Pineapple. Yes or no. I want to see your comments over there. Um, think about that. I, I love pineapple. Mm, It's juicy. It's tasty. It's everything else. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fasten your seatbelts. Mr. Unstoppable has met miss unstoppable. The story my guest is going to share with you tonight, the journey we're going to go on, the questions and the answers that we're going to be asking each other are all really, really designed to keep you in the mode of being unstoppable. Now, what is being unstoppable? Being unstoppable is not stopping. Uh, Being unstoppable is choosing to go forward no matter what your obstacles and your limitations are. But what if your limitations are massive? What if, what if the situations in your life are huge, like the obstacles and the things you have to overcome and society norms and different things like that you have to deal with? My guest tonight uh, is, is an absolute ray of sunshine, an absolute brilliant beacon of what it truly means to get over, I wouldn't say good, get over it, but be able to take life situations and transfer them to be applicable, to use that energy for good. And I'm so awesome and excited to present to you the unstoppable Tracy Schmidt. What's up, unstoppable Tracy? How are you?
1: I am on fire. It's such a tease to keep me back of house, and I can hear all this energy. And I gotta wait my turn. I'm terrible at waiting.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. No, it's uh, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to just kind of get everybody jazzed up. And, oh, I
1: love it. I love for this, it
0: for this show. Um. First of all, thank you so much for being here. I know in Canada it is ten o'clock at night, so thank you guys for your East Coasters out there who are staying up with us. Um, So, how are you doing, Tracy?
1: Well, I'm doing fabulous, but now I am craving pizza, and I'm definitely oh. a pineapple on my pizza kind of gal. Yeah,
0: <laughs> my girl, right on. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, no, pizza is my favorite food. I want to actually tell my wife before I die, I want a pizza with. These are my food favorite foods. I want a pizza with French fries on top with ah. uh, melted cheese um what else was on there and i think pringles potato chips i just wanted like this just this, this cornucopia of heart attack
1: I oh my god out. i love you are unstoppable in business unstoppable with your show and unstoppable with your pizza <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, yes um so uh lisa patrick what's up hello my Canadian fellow canadian friend tracy yes lisa. um yep 10 o'clock here too and um What's up, Crystal? Very nice to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Oh, macaroni and cheese. Oh, hey, see, my wife does watch. Macaroni and cheese, yeah. Okay, so it's a pizza with macaroni and cheese, french fries, and nacho cheese sauce on top of it. That's what
1: it is. And she knows you. That's how romantic. She even knows what you want on your heart-stopping pizza.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, no, we we make an awesome team. We make an awesome team. So I want to start off the show aside from all the hilarity and everything um, <laughs> here in the United States, we have this thing called Thanksgiving. I know you guys do it at a totally different time and up there. In yeah. uh, yes. Um, so what are you most thankful for, Tracy?
1: Oh, I mean, even when we were waiting here, there were viewers who I recognize and I'm most thankful for, You know, my family is my immediate family, but they came from my puppy on my lap, I'm thankful for, who just put a a stuffed elephant on my lap. And I'm like, what's on my lap? It's a toy, which is so fun, right? When you asked me. So I'm thankful for my puppy who will probably make an appearance before the show is over. (laughs) He climbs up on my shoulder. But I'm so thankful, you know, my world, my family, my community, they've become my family. Because we didn't have any relatives here, it was just, it was mom, dad, my sister, me, and so it was my neighborhood when I was young, and now it's my community in this social media world, and I'm just so thankful that they are on the journey and they show up like you've got all your regulars and I do too. It's so great.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is, and I love that answer, Tracy, because it's so often that people find that they're thankful for. Um, usually it goes to materialistic things, but I love how you immediately go to people because I found in my journey from having an ego and having wanting materialistic things that your answer is perfect. I mean, really at the end of the day, when, when you're down in the dumps, it's not going to be a a materialistic situation. That's going to make you feel better. It's going to be somebody who loves you and cares about you, who's by your side when you need them the most. Um, talk to us about some of those close people in your life and what they mean to you as part of your journey to become where you're at today. Oh, you know, when we opened
1: this up, there was a woman named Sarai, and she's in here watching us and being a, a lifeline, and I've known her forever. Her and I were on a ski team, an alpine race team, and she's a one-legger amputee. For those of you listening or can't fully see me, I was born without my legs, both my legs above me and my left arm above elbow, and I have a, a right arm, but I'm missing my right Right hand, and uh, so I always tease Sarai all my life. I'm like, "Oh, you're just a paper cut," because she's just like the one leg, right? <laughs> it isn't all four limbs. And uh, I love how we are—you know—we hold each other accountable, and we've got that tough love. And there was a mentor in my life, Kathy Smart, and I met her at 18. She was 18, I was eight, and uh, I was like falling out of a boat, and she'd just be like, "Well, are you getting back in?" Right she didn't she didn't say are you okay she didn't try to lift me in she just looked at me like are you getting back in and she was just like this tough love and when I was in the Paralympics you know I have my tough love gold Olympian Magnus Lydall right and and if I rounded a mark really bad you know a lot of people were saying well there's all these vikings that look like you big strong muscular men big two arms look at his shoulders folks yeah and and so i'm competing and rounding marks with people with arms and shoulders like yours but my my goal olympic coach he was like zero tolerance so the favorite people in my life are the ones that are really like tough and driven on me and i would say that 99% of the planet are not really tough on me. They're really loving and kind-hearted and really well intended. but my favorite people in my life are like hard on me and that's that's kind of who I like to surround myself with. And that includes, as some of you know from my book, you know, my tough love mom. right mm-hmm. She I was five years old and I had to make my bed and tie my shoelaces. And I'm really lucky, you know, when I went to school that I could do that because none of the other 30 kids could. And it's the only thing that got me into school, right? They told me, no, you can't go to this school. And 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 none of the other kids had to be able to tie their shoelace because they're looking at me with no hands and no legs. They were, they were like, Well, what's the teacher gonna do? There's no there's no helpers here. There's no way we can manage this, this lovely little girl with no arms and no legs, right? We're sorry, but she can't come. And and in fact, I was the only one they could tie my shoelaces. Right. And that's because of my tough love mom, right? This, she's this Liverpoolian war times and she was just so tough love. And so, uh, uh everybody loves my mom, but I think they all think that she was lovey dovey and, and she loves me to no end, but she was tough love.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And it's so cool that you say that, Because so many people, especially during this time of COVID, I've heard so many people sit there and say, oh, I want it it to be the way it used to be. I want it to be comfortable. I want it to be certain. I don't want to be, I want to know what's going on and everything. And I'm trying to tell people like life is challenging. you know. And once you realize that the challenge is ahead of you, that it's designed to get you to make you stronger, to get you more confident, to, to get you to the next level that you need to be doing. I love the fact that you embrace that. Obviously you embrace that being in the Paralympics and everything else you've accomplished. What are some examples of that tough love that uh, aside from mom making you do that? What are some examples of tough love in your life that your friends where you were kind of like thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, but they like said, no, you're going to do this and this is how you're going to do it. And, and made you the strong woman you are today.
1: Yeah. Like I remember the very first time I was climbing on a rock face. I was, it was, I was about 18 or so and it was outward bound. Uh, and in Canada, we have some decent cliffs in Thunder Bay. Uh, they don't compare to some of the cliffs that you've got in the USA. But our, our most significant cliffs, I would say, is Thunder Bay, Ontario. And I remember sort of getting as far as I could with my, with my finger and my elbow and my stumps, my knees. I had my legs off. And so I was sort of like clambering up the wall. But I didn't really make it. Like I made it about six feet up at this point. And it, it wasn't very significant compared to some people that were start Like they just had to stand up. And they were where I was at and climbing. And everybody was giving me a break, like all the other Outward Bound instructors were like, well, that was great. And you tried really hard. And and so we'll come we'll come lift you off or lower you down. And this this Kathy Smart that I was telling you about that was really tough love, like when I fell out of the boat, she's like, oh, why don't you just get back in. Right. That was when she was 18 and I was eight. So now fast forward 10 years and we're on this cliff in Thunder Bay and she's like, don't go get her. Tracy, what are you like? She just started. Just just wait. Just figure it out, you know? And, and and she just sort of stopped. And I, you know, I didn't have a total mental breakdown at that particular moment, but it's kind of like, what? Right? And, and the, I think all the other instructors just thought that she was mean. And I think most of my life, Kathy and I, we started sailing together. We climbed Thunder Bay together. We climbed the Himalayas of Nepal together. We were on tall ship, uh, uh, like pirate ships in the Eastern Atlantic a few years after that, right? We did a lot of breakthrough moments. <clears throat> and most of the places we went to, I think people wondered, how are you two great friends? Right? She is tough, <laughs> right? And And I think that's what I loved about her was that she was probably one of the only, she was one of the first people besides my mom that didn't Molly coddle me, uh, going through. And so just that, right. You're hanging on a cliff or you're in COVID and you're feeling there's nobody left to me, nobody right to me. I'm, I live alone here. Now I got a puppy during COVID. So now I have him, which is amazing. And he feels like he might be making an appearance very soon. Good. But, uh, the, that, that moment of nobody being around, right. And then hanging there and somebody was on the top of the cliff. And they can't see or hear what's going on on the ground. And they shouted, they're like, Tracy, are you on the ground? And, and I, was, I was just paralyzed in fear for a moment on the side of this cliff. And I had forgotten, like, I wasn't alone out there, right? I have someone on my safety line. I have someone on my belay line, right? And the photographs... I look all cool, no arms, no legs on the side of a cliff, all alone out there. But I wasn't out there alone, right? There was someone on my lifeline. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the Christophers of the world, raw and unscripted. Like you are my lifeline today for not being alone in this condo during COVID. And, and all of you fabulous souls that made sure that your supper was ready so that you could be here and join us. Like you are our lifeline. So we're each other's lifelines. And sometimes we feel like we're all alone and we forget that the lifelines are out there. And 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 so there are some, some pushers that are like, you can do this, hang in there. Mm. And that the best help you can do as a parent or as a coach or as a boss or as a friend is just be like, hang in there and walk away. Right? Be there but almost like walk away so that the person can like you say mm-hmm. figure it out you're in the middle of the struggle figure it out and holy cow i ended up going from thunder bay that one day first time ever to be the first four way amputee to do the himalayas right and as far as i know the only one to do the himalayas like above knee both legs above knee and left arm above elbow and and same with sailing i got fallen out of the boat but it taught me to read the water right read the wind mm-hmm. and so the next and i failed i failed that first summer because it turns out if you're not in the boat you can't pass sailing <laughs> right <laughs> i knew <laughs> you got to be no in the boat requirement, yeah yes mine i i could name the parts of the boat i could name the points of sail but i couldn't stay in the boat <laughs> so they didn't pass me but the second summer i read the wind on the water Right, I learned okay, I can see it coming because there's a dark patch, and I could brace myself in the boat and I could Mm -hmm. sail around it, or better yet, I could harness it and hang on and hike. And then I don't fall out the boat because I'm bracing for it. Mm -hmm. And I do some wicked sailing through some smoke and wind, and it was easier in a way to harness that wind. And I end up getting my bronze four. For sailing, for, wow. for leveraging the wind, right, and for hiking in the wind, and then I got my white sail level three, two, one, right. I was just doing my advanced study backwards. So thank goodness I had that tough love. That's like, well, what are you doing in the water, right? Mm-hmm. Get back in that boat.
0: <laughs> I love and so, that. Crazy. That, is, that is so that's so amazing because. You know, it's, it's funny that, you know, I learned about codependency when I was young, when I was going through a homeless situation with my mom for four years and always wanted to be there for her and always wanted to make her happy and always want to make her comfortable and all these different things. And it never worked. And it was, I came to a point where I had to sit there and say, you know what? I can't, I can't do it for you. I can't want it for you anymore more than, than, than I do. So I got a bolt. I got to go do my thing. I'm going to go try to create my own life. I'm going to still be here for you, but you got to figure this out. You're, you're the grown woman. You're the mom, you're the adult. You have to figure this out. And I, that was when I first learned like tough love, like you, you put somebody in a situation where they, like you said, they have to figure it out. And hopefully most times they do figure it out and they become stronger and they look back on that situation. They come back to you go like, Hey, thank you for making that decision. I know that must've been rough on you, but it put me in such a spot that made me so strong. I appreciate you so much saying that, saying that Tracy. Um, I want to. get These comments are just blowing up here. First, oh, awesome! Your, 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 your
1: hey, Yvonne. Oh, there's some names Hello. I recognize.
0: Yeah. So we got. Uh, oh, we got my my brother from another mother, Scott Goyette. The Unstoppables in here. He's my co-host on our Friday night show. So we're gonna have to have you on that show as well. We're relaunching that one. We got Patrice to, Patricia going on here. Um, so Scott says, "I'm about to do movie night with the family. Stay grateful and awesome. You are wonderful, Tracy. Thank you, um, Scott." uh sar marguerite d what's up thank you so much for being here appreciate it and again like i said before at the start of the show if you're just getting in here please your comments your questions are definitely welcome for both tracy and i ask her the questions um we got uh let's see we joke we only have one good leg to stand on between the two but <laughs> i want to talk about humor don't let me don't let me forget to talk about humor um i definitely <laughs> I do that of course we love you love you scott Um, what else we got in here? We are, everything is just, um, yes, yes, definitely. Be sure to subscribe to, uh, to, uh, Tracy's, um, YouTube page. We're going to be doing that. And Christopher's and Christopher's. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what an inspiration you are. Darlene says, um, what we got here uh love what you see be sure to like our pages there you go and then yeah. i have a, i have some scrolls as well that'll remind you guys a little bit later on good uh, wow yvonne silver what's up yvonne was just on my show not too long ago hey yvonne uh, um so so thank you for being here paul man hello, hello
1: hello
0: you, tracy we got i'm not sure what that means it looks like Kaka, but yeah <laughs> canadian is that a is that oh go canada 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 okay
1: <laughs> it's
0: funny Sorry how no sure. caca. It looks like caca to me. Looks like you got caca with the experience. you got diarrhea pampants. Yeah. And by the way, in my house, you can't say diarrhea without saying cha cha. Cha cha. <laughs> you got to do that. Cha 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 cha. In its application, we need to do this. Yes. I was thinking as you were sharing that, Tracy, I'm like, you have done more in your life with the situation you're in, more than most of the people I know in my life who were able bodied. So thank you for that. Um, let's see. We got, uh, which, uh, Yvonne says just off to do another webinar meeting. have to catch up recording. Cool. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. God, we just got so many comments. I love it. Um, she says she has to hop off incredible. Let me see what other ones we got going on here. Yes. No limits, no barriers, strong, determined, and the spirits never give up.
1: Uh, it is oh, so true.
0: Serena. It is so true. Um, so one of the, one of the big questions, Tracy, I have that I've been asking myself and asking my clients lately is a situation that I had a couple of years ago where I got to the end of the day, taking my wallet out of my pants, taking my watch off. And I'm like, I can't remember what it was, but I said, and I said to myself, I said, well, I did the best I could. And I stopped myself because I'm always self-examining my, my own coaching myself. And I'm like, Chris, and I'm always about defining like, what is, you know, I'm upset. Okay. What does upset mean to you? Um, so I said, best. I said, I did my best. And I'm like, hmm, best. Why did I just say that? I'm like, Oh, I said that because when we're kids, somebody says, Hey, Chris, did you do the best you could And you go? Yeah. And then they just go, we'll do better next time. And in that situation, we don't know what best is and we don't know what better is, but we just know we got out of jail free card. So I'm just going to say I did my best. Yes. So when I was looking at that, honestly, Tracy, and I love you, I want to, I definitely want your input on this. What is your definition of your best?
1: Well, and, and that definition, once I put it out, there will change tomorrow. Right. The best is that it's continually more, bigger, better, best, bolder uh, each time. And so I think I think the the best isn't the best. Like, I love your story. I get it. I've used that same cop out, not on purpose, but that, you know, we digress to those little people version of ourselves when we're younger Mm-hmm. and and it it i do think it's a cop out i love that you gave that example so best is isn't leaving you with that feeling of a let off the hook a best is that it is it is you never you never avoid failure best right so I got out there and I didn't know how I was going to ski and we tried a sit ski and and because I didn't have my hands and people with a sit ski who are paralyzed from the waist down or maybe they missing their legs. They use a a sitting ski and they have outriggers crutches with skis on the end. But without my hands, we tried duct taping it and, and I must have face planted about 13 times. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, oh, you did your best. You did your best. And like in my head, I'm like, OK, it's lunchtime. I'm like, yeah, I did my best. And OK, yeah, I did my best, but I didn't succeed. Right. And and like the only difference between falling out of that boat and getting to the Bronze Forest stage was one more try. Right. You just keep going. So best is only a journey. Best is the journey to success. Best is just accepting failure and that failure's okay. And it's part of the learning curve, mm-hmm. but that's what best is. And so with skiing, we're on the bench inside and I'm hearing this best dialogue in my head and I look over and my ski instructor has gigantic feet, right? And I'm about 14 or so. And I'm inappropriately thinking, Holy cow, he's got such big feet. My thighs could fit in his ski boots and and then that was like a light bulb. My thighs could fit in his ski boots. And so that's what we did. We put my thighs in men's boots. And when we tried it, I face planted a whole bunch more. And, and it's cause I was angled forwards with the canted, the angled ski boots. And so we turned the boots around backwards. And More. then it put me, yeah, we put the boots on backwards. And so I was knees to skis, right? My stumps and above knee. So I'm knees to skis. And so I'm in that duck squat skier position with my stumps, my knees to skis with the, because the, I've got no toes, and men's ski boots backwards. And I still wiped out, but I didn't wipe out as much. And I eventually mastered it. And and after a whole bunch of trees, Grew up to be a bronze medalist in downhill skiing at a at a Canada competition, and and so the best is just the journey, and and that's hard to put to words. You're the first person to ever ask me that.
0: Yay! <laughs> yeah, no, you 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 answered it beautifully, and you actually gave a different answer than most people give. So kudos oh. back to you. I I look at my best. I'm so fascinated with that because I've asked that question quite a bit lately. And it's interesting to see what happens in some people's eyes when you ask them that question because that introspection, they're like, yeah, am I I doing my best right now? Like I'll ask one of my, I'll ask my coaching clients when they sit there like, oh, Chris, you know, I did the best I could. I'm like, what is your best? And then actually now as part of my coaching agreement, I have them define what their best is because I'm like, you're going to make a promise because if you, most people keep promises to other people. They very seldom keep them to themselves. And my charming wife, my beautiful wife, had taught me that. She goes, I'm just going to keep a promise to myself. And that was one of the best lessons I've learned in personal development in all my years. It's like, yeah, you know, like if I promise my wife I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it. So when I think about what our best is, when we have to define what our best is and we have to put it on paper and make that commitment to it and make that promise, then life, I believe, becomes exponentially more successful and happy and fulfilling because now there's that grid in there. There's that energy. Like you're saying, don't be nice to me. Don't, don't, don't make it easy for me because that's what's going to make me grow and make me successful. And yes, I'm going to face plant a hundred times, but God, when I get up on those skis and I'm, and I feel the wind through my air, went through my hair. I mean, talk to us about that. Talk to us about some of the times where you face planted so many times, but then you get up and you're just like, that was worth the effort. That was worth the, the, the blood, sweat and tears, if you will, to get where that was. Because I think so many people, I know so many people can learn from your example in their own, you know, ordinary life of how they can apply that principle um, in anything they're doing, whether it's a, a new job or a business adventure or a relationship change. Where, what, how do you define that for yourself when, you, when you've been down and then you've had to get back up and be successful?
1: and i think it's that feeling that you feel when you've been down right and and i it, i remember walking into a big air canada room and and all the airlines united airlines in the states or you know british airways in britain or lufthansa in germany so in canada it was air canada and there was this economical airline that breaks the market just Disrupts the norm of the airline industry and everybody was going bankrupt and they had to reinvent. And so now uh our federal government had forced Canadian Airlines and Air Canada to merge together so that there weren't as many people out of work as there would have been if both airlines went bankrupt. Hmm. And so it was I was walking into this room and I, I got off an elevator and started to walk towards the room. And in the room there were like 12 people there, and most of them were men. And uh, two, two of them were women, but, but they they too had the same suits on, right? And they too had short hair, actually. When I think about it, it's kind of interesting that everybody had short hair, everybody had ties, everybody had suits, and 10 of them were male and identified as being male in that room. And somebody, they just looked over and they all just had this really judgmental, angry look on their face. And somebody said, you know, this is going to be a complete Waste of time. And, you know, so my first mistake there was making that sentence mean it must have been about me. Mm. Right. Like, and I think all of the listeners probably thought they were talking about me because that's how I presented the story. Right. And that's, that's the way my, and it could have been, they could have meant me for all I know, Mm. but I made it mean that right off the bat. And, and then so I immediately digressed to it's funny you talked about best in that little boy version that defined it initially. I digress to this little girl on a lawn that's being bullied in a way, right? And and all the kids are on some other lawn and I've got my legs off on a grass lawn and, and I just want to play with them over there, right? And they're saying mean things like, don't talk to her. Don't look at her. She's weird, right? And being all upset. And so you want to talk, tough love with my mom, she opened the door to check on me and she finds that I'm crying on the lawn. And she's like, what happened? And I said, well, I just want to play with those kids and they, they won't come over here. And there's a, a grass, a gravel driveway and I can't get over there. And, and they're saying mean things. And my mom says, how's that working for you? And she shut the door. Right. Yeah. Shut <laughs> like, oh, the front door. She shut the front door. Right. Which is such a funny expression now. No. Right? I never even <laughs> thought of that until you said it. Shut the front door. <laughs> That's I exactly that right. what she did. You're so funny. And so, and uh, and so at first, of course, I'm thinking she's the meanest person on the planet. <laughs> but then I get a light bulb that my mom is not mean. And I and I realize I'm like, okay, I have every right to be crying, and I got some choices here. I can cry and do nothing about it, or I could cry and I could do something about it. And and so, yeah. And so I'm so lucky she shut the front door. And there was a, a skateboard on the end of the street. And I like to say I borrowed the skateboard. <laughs> so remember, my legs are off. On the lawn, so I rolled down the lawn and I'm sitting on the skateboard because my legs end above my knees, which you can't really see here right now, so I'm sitting, I bum shuffle onto the skateboard, and I'm missing my hands, but I do have one long arm, so I take the one long arm and I skateboard over to the other lawn where these kids are, and it's affordable housing, and so we're all living on these like weird patches of land, and I start to roll up this hill to where they were, and all the kids were like, Ugh. I don't know if their eyes were big because some girl with no arms and no legs just showed up, but I, I made it mean at the time and like on reflection, I realized it might've been shock of my disability, but what I thought it was that day was that the kid, the bully had said, ignore her. And, and that I had defied, you know, this unwritten rule that I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to go there. And I went there. Right. And I was petrified, right? I was scared out of my mind, out of my mind. But I knew that I couldn't like show that. And so it was kind of like I sat up as tall as I could without my legs on. I just tried to make myself as tall as my torso could make me. And I kind of tried to rally some some lifelines. So I just made a big smile and I made eye contact as I smiled at all the kids on the lawn and I could see, like, it's like slow motion in a car accident where time goes in slow motion, right? And I right. could just see the bully's mouth starting to open to say something. And I'm like, I got to say something before he does because that'll change this whole way this conversation's going to go down. And I can't think of anything creative in that kind of speed. So I just sort of speak and I just say, hi, I'm Tracy. Can I play? And I didn't get off that easy, right? Like the bully mm-hmm. was still though, taken off guard. So he regroups and he says, the new kid's always it. Right? Mm-hmm. And and I, and like, I don't, I don't, I cannot with your parents or adults, you can say, well, how's that going to happen? I don't have my hands and legs, but with fellow kids, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to play hide and seek or tag. You guys are going to run all over the place, but there's no space, right? With kids, you can either join and this is, we're playing baseball right now or not join, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how I was going to play tag. I didn't know how I was going to play hide and seek with them, but I just said, okay. And and none of those kids ran off the line, right? They all stayed on the grass, even the bully. And they mm-hmm. could have just gone on the gravel and I would have been screwed, but right. nobody did. And so that was kind of like what was within my head. And so flashback, forgetting that the start of this story was the Air Canada scenario. And I'm now I'm facing all of these business people. and I did the same thing. I just you just stand up tall, take a deep breath, plaster on a fake smile, and you make eye contact. and I just said, hello. I'm Tracy. Shall we get started? Right? And so it doesn't matter if you're five or 35, right? And whether you're in bankruptcy with merger negotiations or trying to play hide and seek with the bully, right? It's all the same, brave face and jump in.
0: Mm, I love that. And that's such a great segue. Tracy, there's two things I wanna dovetail on that. I'm going to be honest. I'm like ADD boy. So sometimes I go off in different tangents, but, I love uh, it. but, um, yeah, no, you just touched on a bunch of things. I want to capture a couple more comments here. Um, you guys are all fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Um, always a problem solver. Tracy, you are awesome. It says, uh, it says, uh, you two rock. Of course we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have a show out of this. We're going to have a network series out of this, right? Angel says, uh, better than what? Better than what you're better already is. That's your best. Yes, actually, okay. continue always Thank evolving, you. always growing. Um, again, uh, find this story and more on our YouTube channel. Um, yes, definitely, definitely want to do that.
1: And on Christopher's, my fabulous social media is all about me, 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 and I want to be all about us, us, us. Fabulous, oh, no, this,
0: this, <laughs> is your time to shine. This is I'm I'm good. Patricia says this is the most incredible interview ever. Ah, uh, ever she says. Patricia. I'm going to screenshot that. Let me just, okay, you're going to smile and I'm going to say, I'm just going to do a screenshot. I think that worked. Patricia, thank you so much. Patricia yeah. is, is such an amazing, amazing person. Thank you so much. Um, no pressure at all, really? Yeah. No. At all. Um, so, so you were, uh so we were talking about uh humor. We were going to talk about, I want to ask you this question and thank you so much for sharing that because, oh, that's what I was going to say when you said jump. Um, I have probably said this on this show a couple hundred times. My other show, a couple hundred times. There is a video out there. Uh, Steve Harvey, do you know who Steve Harvey is?
1: Yes, like the he's a comedian who's black that I know mm-hmm. of. Like there might yep. be more Steve Harveys out there.
0: That is the one talk show, host, comedian, amazing dude. I love listening to him. And my coach last year very eloquently and succinctly sent me a video called Jump by Steve Harvey. It's less than two minutes, and in that two minutes you just described essentially what we have to do. And I'm going to paraphrase it here for everybody else. Then I'm going to jump into the next topic, but you know, essentially you have to take the situation you're in and decide, okay, everybody else is flying. Everybody else is out there gliding. Everybody's in there, got their parachutes open and they're traveling here and their life is this and everything's so great. And you're like, wow, I want to fly. I want to soar. I want to, duh. but you haven't jumped. And so he talks about that and he says, you know, here's, what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, he goes, you're going to jump your parachute's not going to open. Yeah, <laughs> you scratch your back up on the walls. You're gonna take some tumbles. You're gonna take some hits. Your parachute's not gonna open, but eventually your parachute will open, and you're gonna figure it out, and you're gonna soar. He goes, but I'm gonna tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. This is what drove me like right through my heart. I was like, he goes, if you never jump, you'll never soar, and that's what you did. You jumped. You were like, I got two choices. I could sit here in a puddle and cry and feel sorry for myself or I can get the heck up and figure it out and go out there and play and play hard. With that said, Tracy, I I have a philosophy uh, about life and I wanna ask you about this. Do you think that life happens for us or life happens to us?
1: Whew. I, I expected you to say like, do or does it happen to us or do we make it happen? And I wanted to say we make it happen, but you didn't. You said, does life happen for us or to us? Mm-hmm. I guess I would say for us. Why so? Yeah, you, yeah. You're totally probing deeper, mister. I love it. You know, uh, it, to for, so it's the, 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 uh, the plane is there. So for us, we are given the flight, right? It's but we, ha- we have to do the jump, but there are the planes provided. The parachutes are there. You know, the opportunities are there. The, the Christopher calls me the, and asks me to present at 10 o'clock at night when I have an extraordinarily early morning with a very important well-paying client. Uh, and we're recording in a studio so much is on zoom right now, but this particular gig has got some big expensive cameras and a massive studio uh, that we are recording. And it's the dry run before the actual run. And it's a really big day and event for me. And, and here's this opportunity that I got to talk to you and I could have said, you know what? Tonight's not ideal, but, but it was, I wanted to jump. And, and so I say life happens for us and, and, And the, the, for us is the part where we say yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, and I, I know I caught you off guard with that, but isn't that such a, such an interesting question to ask people. Yeah. My next question to you is going to be similar to that, but I, I have, I have really found in my life and through my story and all the things that I've been through a lot uh, when I finally made a determination, like, am I going to, am I going to live? Look, I'm looking at life happening to me. Like people sit there and say, oh, well, this just happened to me. This just happened. That happened to me. That happened to me. That happened to me. And I started hearing people say that. And I was like, why does that sound weird? That sound, that doesn't sound right. That sounds defensive. That's, that sounds, it sounds like a victim kind of mindset. And so yeah. my belief in life is that you can be either a victim or a victor. Obviously you chose to be a victor in that situation. But for people who don't have the courage, don't have the determination, don't have the stamina, did not have a mother like yours that said, hey, figure it out, kid. Go scratch across the gravel. You're going to figure it out. Um, What do you what advice do you give to people who have never had that structure in their life? People haven't held them accountable, held them to a higher standard um, to become great in the fact that what they can do with their life.
1: You know, it's funny. I feel so lucky to have been born this way. Uh, and I have this this you know tongue in cheek joke that's kind of lame on a show like yours. It's like deeply funny, but that that I was born limb itless because I was born without my what? limbs, right? Limb itless. Mm-hmm. So I was born limitless, and that's like a big secret. What happened to her? Was she run over by a train or some drug or what was it? But I was just a fluke. I was born limitless, and. The bigger secret though is that you are all born limitless too and then i was just lucky enough to discover it early on and you talk about how lucky i was to have that tough love mom and these tough love opportunities and it's funny you know i talked about air canada and canadian airlines they had went through many 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 mergers and acquisitions and bankruptcy so when they merged with air canada they were kind of like okay we love our family we don't want it to change but we're going through it again so what do we need to figure out to make this work and, and propel forward faster? Because they've been through it so much. Whereas Air Canada, they had been 30 years, most of these employees are you know lifers and their grandparents had worked there and the people they chose to marry worked there and their kids worked there. And, and so there wasn't a lot of change. And so they really resisted the change a lot longer because they didn't. And I, I got a real personal life bulb moment that, that because of, you know, every, every time I wanted to ski or sail or swim or fly an airplane or jump out of an airplane or scuba dive or work at Air Canada or work at a big pharmaceutical or travel, you know, people always said no. And so hearing no, I was kind of just like, well, they just don't know, right? I'd learned that I have to counter offer that and, and, and pivot around it. And so I think small steps Right, People that have been very lucky to maybe not have really massive roadblocks and that COVID just seems like the end of the earth rather than just another thing to, to pivot through mm-hmm. uh, like it is for me in a way, like it's just another moment in time. And I think it's because there's been so many that little ones. So maybe it's not finding the parking spot that you want because the shopping malls are really packed, is what I would say before COVID, because now the malls are not going to be packed on Black Friday. Uh, and, and, and maybe it's the Thanksgiving isn't going to be the way you hoped it would be this weekend, because you're not allowed to have as many only people in your bubble or in your immediate household. So your Thanksgiving's got to be different, and it's your favorite time of year. And so you're heartbroken. It's not going to look like what it what it's going to look like but maybe take on those small obstacles so that they become, and so what worked for you? How did you get through it? What was a bonus in it, mm-hmm. right? And what didn't work for you, right? Well, well, sulking about it a long time before I finally got to spend time with at least the three people that are in my household, that didn't work for me. But what really did work was when the three of us just dove in And shared what we were grateful for. And it was so much more meaningful because there wasn't 26 people at the dinner table. It -hmm. was just the four of us. And so it was that much more deeper. Right. And so then transferring that forward. And and I think that that's like what works, what doesn't. And then how are you going to use that to propel forward for each of the, the smaller roadblocks?
0: Mm hmm. Well said. Well said. Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, once again, we are, uh, we are getting uh, amazing feedback. Of course, Patricia says karma, karma, karma. I believe in that karma chameleon. I could sing a little uh, culture club Love uh, that. for you. Um, yes. Yes, we do. We all do. Um, get it girl. Woo! Alexandra. What's up? Alexandra's on the, do you know, Alexandra? Mm-hmm. I don't, but I do like I'm a bit of both on here. Alexandra, I was just introduced to Alexandra through Serena, who I met Serena through Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. See, Patricia's like the little cog. She's like, she's the connection person. I love you, Patricia. Thank you so much. So we're all
1: connected. I believe I know Alexandra through uh, mega success world, but I'm not 100% positive because the picture's so small.
0: Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's awesome. I just met her. We did a zoom uh, talk. I'm going to be on her show in January. I'm going to be the first guy on a female show. So I'm excited about that pretty much uh darlene said this is so good i got goosebumps ah yes and again i was born limitless. i love that uh limitless we are limitless absolutely yes you um, are what do we got here darlene says that i have to i'm gonna have to start wearing my reading glasses to see this stuff
1: oh, that's, <laughs> that's it I'm,
0: Thanks, my, eyes are, my eyes are getting a little old powerful um, statement silly first statement. world problems Let's hope the pandemic humbles us to a positive for this whole situation. Yes. Nice. That's, right. one, that's honestly, that's one thing I've said throughout this whole time, even when it started, because we thought it was only going to be a little bit, mm-hmm. especially for the lockdown. That's how my Friday night show got started because we just started going live, helping people. It's like people oh. were shut in and we're like, well, let's go on for two or three hours and just keep people inspired and motivated. And we would switch out people in the seats and it was just, it, we just kept, then we would go back on a couple hours later. And that's how a lot of this all started. But oh. um, I was always telling people, like, okay, you're in lockdown right now. This is your prime opportunity to get your head out of your ass and go, hey, I got the perfect time. I never have time for anything. One of the biggest excuses that I get, no excuses, coach, I never have time. And I'm like, you have six weeks now. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And I would check in after six weeks. I'm like, how many people gain weight? "Mm, how How much Netflix did you watch, huh? Did you work on your eulogy? Did you write your story? Did you write that book you've been talking about? Did you clean out the closet? Did you do anything? No, I sat around and did nothing like your mom said, how's that working for you? Right? Yeah. So I think, I think, I think there's going to be two different types of people to put in, in a nutshell, that's going to come out of COVID. People are going to come out of COVID like me and you like <sighs> I'm ready for 2021. I'm like, I'm ready to get back on a plane and go speak and see people and hug people yeah. and have this all behind me. And new show and new,
1: be new podcast and new friends and new yeah. book.
0: I'm just, I'm so excited to come out of this situation like revved up and ready to go after the year I've been through already. Um, so, and some people will come out of this, like what's for me and, and And it just blows my mind that they have this perfect opportunity to regroup, to have stronger relationships within their own household, that they're spending so much time with people. It's like, if you're spending that much time with people, you should be getting stronger. You should know them better. You should know what's going on. Um, but one of the questions I have for you is, is there something that you have not been able to do or that you've wanted to do that you are you have your eye on now to be able to tackle I mean, you talked about all the different things you've done physically. Um, is there something you have not done that you wanna do that, you, that you're going to do? Well,
1: uh, in the adventure scheme of things is going to the North Pole. I'd like to be the first female with a disability to go to the North Pole. And that was really strongly, uh, had positive momentum forward before COVID, but it, it's, It's been postponed a year, but I've been lucky enough to travel all around Russia. I went once for an amazing international conference where camps from around the world uh, gathered thousands of camp leaders. So just imagine all these people like you and I, energetic, enthusiastic, figure it out kind of camp people. And it was extraordinary and it was in Russia, but I made some friends there. So they brought me back and we there were just massive gaps in accessibility and, you know, hundreds of thousands that are given up for adoption because parents can't afford their kids. And these are not just so many children with disabilities that are born this way, and especially before ultrasounds. Like, I think I would have been aborted if I was born now because in an ultrasound, I would have shown as a undeveloped fetus. And who knew what my brain or organs would do, right? So I'm lucky I was born when I was born because... They, they would have aborted me, I'm sure as something that wasn't working out. And so but all the other kids I know that are my age. And back then, the doctor said give them up for adoption. Uh, and I'm just lucky that my my German dad he is like, we're not doing that. This is our baby, right? We'll figure it out. And, and so I had two very strong, powerful parents. And I'm sure it was heartbreaking and devastating, and especially way back when, but I I was the only kid I knew at my age in the prosthetics clinic where I would get my legs made and the arms were made in the same place. It's the only kid I knew that had her actual parents. But it's funny, in Russia, hundreds of thousands of these beautiful, blonde, perfect, beautiful, blue-eyed children, they all seem to be like the, the, the scary clone children in a way, but they're not. They're authentic babies that are born perfectly fine, but they're all given up for adoption because they're, they don't have, the parents can't afford it in the changeover of the regime in Russia. And so they brought me all over Russia for orphans and four people with disabilities just to start that mind shift. And I met some great adventurers that for 30 years in a row, they've gone to the North Pole And uh, like you, we had matching energy and they're like, you got to come with us to the North Pole next time. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And So it's, it's, it's got some momentum, which is fabulous, but obviously, you know, bigger humanitarian goals will be tied to that so that. I get my adventure fix, my adrenaline rush matched, but I get to also uh, leverage it as a fabulous opportunity to make a difference for something bigger and better than, than me and you that's gonna be world changing.
0: Ooh, world changing, ladies and gentlemen. I Aww. love that, Le- world changing. So what lights you up about changing the world? What What specific, what, what are some of the charities and the, the passions that you have as far as how we can uh, get this world a little bit straighter for our for our next generation?
1: Hi, I'm on like 20 boards. It is so hard to say. Yeah, I know. It's nuts wow. because you want to be, you you know, one. I mean, and the big, so I love, um, I'm very proud of world peace 2025 uh, mm-hmm. or 2035 35, right? There's milestones along the way. And I believe that world peace is possible by 2035. And you just got to you just you say it and you believe it and then you do whatever it takes to make it happen. Right? And, and that's what happened with skiing and sailing and scuba diving. And so I, I was feeling pretty shameful that all of my goals were like Unstoppable Tracy and me, me, me. And it took me a while. It took me till I was about 40 before I figured out Unstoppable you, right? It's like, okay, I can make a goal, go advanced scuba diver 100 feet deep. Anywhere in the world, who cares? No hands, no legs, and everybody's saying no, right? And that was me, me, me. And it sounds inspiring, and you guys are being so kind and loving in the chat. But boy, that's selfish. So, so I realized I needed to make bigger, better goals that impacted so many more people. And that was my—I I should have picked up on that in kindergarten, right? I wanted to play in the schoolyard, and. And, and the way I could play in the schoolyard, my mom said, make sure nobody's left behind, including you. And she knew if I didn't get out there, I couldn't stay at the school. But I thought she meant nobody left behind. So mm-hmm. I tied 30 shoelaces so that we could all be outside together with nobody left behind. And, and it was so magical. Like it was great to be in the schoolyard. But oh my gosh, it was way better to be the shoelace leader, right? It was so much more meaningful to know that I was able to be a valuable contributor to 30 new little friends in that classroom. And, and I should have learned at five that that's where the, the gold life fulfillment was. Uh, but I didn't. I spent many years trying to be unstoppable Tracy every time somebody said no to me. And uh, I realized the real magic was creating unstoppable you, unstoppable listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I've I figured it out. Took me a few years, but I'm on it now.
0: Mm. I love that world peace. It's and I love that you say that because I have this phrase that I say all the time. It's like I think we're all more the same than we are different. You know, yes. and, and when I've spoken on stages in front of 600 people, thousands of people, one of the things I've, I was doing before COVID is just trying to bring that, that awareness. No matter what I was talking about, I would just sit there and I'd look around the audience. And I'm like, yeah, I can say it. I mean, most of the time you can say it anytime. I'm like, everybody, I want you guys to take a look around and people look around like, okay, what do you guys, what are you going to have us do? I'm like, just look around, just stand up and take a look around. And they stand up, take a look around. And they have no idea what they're doing. And they all sit down. And I'm like, you know what? In this room, we have tall, short, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat, any different kind of label you can put on us, right? And everybody's like, yeah. Black, okay. right? yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. But Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we all have different skin colors, different religions, ethnicity, sexual preferences, all these different things that are quote unquote different. I said, but split us all down the middle, full A.S. open. What? We're all the same. We're yeah. all the same, ladies and gentlemen. And sometimes depending on the crowd, I'll sit there and I'll go an inch further. I'm like, anybody in here ever had a blood transfusion? And people will raise their hands. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want you to answer this question out loud. But I'm going to ask this question. I want you to answer it inside for anybody who's had a blood transfusion. If you're racist, did you wake up and say, where did that blood come from? You see, and I watch. I'm very, I'm very keen. I watch. I'm like, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah. You didn't look. You didn't ask for that blood. Yeah, we're all more the same than we are different. And to your point, Tracy, the sooner we realize that, and the sooner we stop all this other bullshit that's going on in the world, and the name calling, and the labels, and the this that side and that side and this, we start coming together and saying, hey, we are a world together. We're on the spinning blue marble going through space. Let's try to get along. Let's have a little fun with it. Yeah. And 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 this this last part you know, in seeing the George Floyd protests here in the United States and everything that was going on was really something. But when I started seeing, and I really don't watch the news, but I, I get goosebumps. I get, geez. Um, when I started seeing England and I started seeing, and I started seeing all these different countries like going, no, that's some bullshit right there. And we're not going to tolerate it. I was so excited. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. In terms of Serena Buffalino, thank you so much. And I was like, that is validation. That is proof that, you know, if we go back to the Pareto principle, eighty twenty. I'm like, you know what? I really believe that 80% of the people in this world are really cool, kick-ass, unstoppable people. It's the 20% of the people who are just neurotic assholes that are trying to ruin it for the rest of us through media and everything else. So I love that. I'm on board with world peace. Um, and I just think that's phenomenal that you're going for that because I do see that can happen. And I know that the people here in this chat and on this uh, this call right now or this uh, the show right now will also believe in that. So thank you for being a leader in that. I want to switch gears for a second and talk about what gets you down what i mean obviously you're excited you have energy a passion we're on a show but where, where, when are some times when when tracy's like okay even tracy's got to bring it or you know you have to go to a mentor or something like that talk to us a little bit about those times because i can imagine that that you would have those we i have them and i'm able-bodied and everything's going fine yeah. talk to us how you get out of those situations tracy because i think that i think the viewers really could use that
1: so when i uh i was in a sailing regatta in san diego right when Hurricane Sandy hit. And Hurricane Sandy, for those that don't remember, it it like flooded the New York subway. It washed away homes in Rhode Island. Like it was massive. And I happened to be in the air in an airplane uh, just after being in a sailing race, a a recreational one really. And I was in the air and the plane was just crazy turbulence. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I was gonna die. And I basically said, you know, if I live... I want to pursue my Paralympic dream. And, and right when I had that epiphany, the plane just coincidentally, or you make it mean whatever you want, I made it mean that it was a sign. The plane just went dead still. And, you know, every time I started to doubt that or think, oh, no, no, I should be job hunting. I shouldn't be sailing. Right. The plane would go crazy. And then I would go back to my Paralympic dream and the plane would be straight again. Like it was really wacky. And so when I got grounded, I I was in the airport in my car and I started Googling and Facebooking and phoning everybody I could to find out how to pursue the Paralympic dream. You know, how do I get connected with the Canadian Paralympics? And everybody was saying there's no way and you need money and You know, most and even in the world of people with disabilities, there's discrimination because I was too disabled to represent sailing as a person with a disability. Right. Like people might be paralyzed from the waist down, but they got big beefcake arms like you or they're missing a foot like Sarai or, you know, there's different different pieces. So what I would call the paper cuts and and that these are the sailors that are competing uh, and so people were trying to give me perspective and protect me. But I, I knew with clarity, this was it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, well, what if I waved a magic wand? What would that take? And they say, you'd have to be 24-7 with a gold Olympian in their back pocket, right? And, and uh, I, sa- I said, instead of being put off because they thought that was a no way Jose, I, was, I said, do you know any? And uh, they laughed. And they're like, well, there's only one in all of North America. And his name is Magnus Ligdal. He is in Miami, Florida. And so I, like, sold everything I own, my bed, my wall unit. If it didn't fit in my car, I got rid of it or I donated it. And I drove down to get to Magnus Ligdal face-to-face because he wasn't answering my emails, my phone calls, my tweets, nothing. I get there. He wasn't there. I wake up in the morning, 530 in the morning because I'd slept in my car. And, I, and there he was in front of the car, 5.30 in the morning, like a diligent person is, washing boats at 5.30 in the morning. So I run over and I'm, Magnus, Magnus, I'm Tracy from Toronto. So sorry that I phoned you and harassed you so much, but I'm Tracy from Toronto. And I was like all this high energy, me, 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 right? And I had forgotten my big kindergarten lesson. You know, my mom, she didn't say to the principal, she can tie her shoelaces my mom said, can we just try? And, and, and she knew that that school principal was worried about being stuck with me. Right? So by saying, can we just try? And if it doesn't work out, no problem. That principal no longer feels stuck with me. Right? She spoke to what he was worried about. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, me, 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 me. Right. And I, and Magnus was washing a boat. So I picked up a sponge, And I started, like, washing the boat with Magnus, right? Because that's what he was doing. He was washing boats. Well, you know, Chris, I washed. I think I just hit my little tog in his head. I'm sorry, baby. (laughs) And uh, I washed boats for three months. I washed and I waxed boats like Karate Kid for three months. And I was sleeping in my car hiding in his boatyard, he didn't know this, for three months. No way. Yeah. Seriously. And for seriously, and so for 88 days, he did not coach me, he didn't give me the time of day, but every day, 5.30, I was washing and waxing boats, you know, and trying to make a difference and an impression on Magnus Ligidal. And so you talk about being down, I I took a very long way to get to this part of the story, but I just want people to get like how much went into being there. Right. And so on the 88th day, it was really tough to get out of my car fully believing that today's the day that Magnus is going to coach me. Right. And uh, my mistake was, and what worked for me a little bit till those 88 days was I would face my rearview mirror of my car where I was sleeping. And I would say today's the day. And sometimes I'd have to say it like 12 times or 20 times before I believed it. And I wouldn't get out the car till I believed it. But on that 88th day, I I didn't believe it anymore. I couldn't, I said it like 24 times and I wasn't believing it. And I realized, so that day I just said today I'm going to be, the best version of myself. It's funny. There's that word best again. I just mm-hmm. said today's today. I'm going to be the best version of myself. And I got out the car and somebody was struggling with the Hoyer with the crane. And of course, I'd been there for three months. So I knew how to work the crane. So I gave them a hand with the crane. And then somebody else on the dock was having troubles with some lines and I helped them tie off the lines. And then somebody was sailing out of control, and. I shouted some instructions so that they felt calmer and they docked safely. Well, of course, Magnus saw me doing all of these sailor competencies around the dock. And he comes over to me and he says, Tracy, you can sail. And I had spent like 88 days trying to to just get him to believe it, right? And so I had spent a lot of time trying to put all my power into somebody else. And so that was kind of the piece. Uh, and I don't want to take away from like, I'm a coach and I have a coach. And I heard you say your coach and your coach. And, and so I wanted the best of the best coaches, right? I wanted a gold Olympic coach so that I could like at bobsledding speed exponentially get ready for those Paralympic trials. And, and that day onwards, Magnus, the gold Olympian of coaches, got me in Paralympic trials, but he also got me in like 135 able-bodied regattas where I was in like Melbourne, Australia, sailing with 27 able-bodied men and three women and everybody had their hands and their legs. And then there's me, right? And, And my dream was the Paralympic trials, but holy cow, I also got to World Cup regattas. And, and even if I was last out of 30, I would have been 30th out of 30 in the entire world, male, Ooh. female, with a disability, without a disability, right? Like it was, and I wasn't last, I was seventh, right? So it's like, we all got to dream bigger, way bigger. I remember my speaking goal. I I should pause for a moment before I share the new, I'm like you, I I squirrel, squirrel, I get all these ADD ideas. So I'm going to pause a second before I say the speaking part, because I know that there's comments that I'm not seeing. And I just want to pulse check with you before I share my next thought that came to my head.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No. And thank you. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to take a breath. Um, I'm just, just absolutely just, I mean, before I even just, wow, just, I mean, not even wow, just holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that is, I mean, I was already impressed and I don't say this because I don't float anybody's skirt or blow a wind up anybody's ass or anything. I'm just, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> like, Screw it. I'm going to go sell everything. And this is what I'm going to do. And I mean, I sit there and think, okay, yeah, I could go down and show up at somebody's doorstep and say, Hey, you know, Hey, Matthew McConaughey, teach me how to fucking act or something like that. Yeah. Um,
1: but, and he'd no way. Right. But if you camped out,
0: <laughs> I think I could, I think I could figure it out, but no, but no, your situation, 88 days living in your car, you know, in your, washing a boat, you know, there with, I mean, that is just, that's stuff that honestly dreams are made of, but you went for your dreams. And that's what I'm speaking to you guys out there in TV land. She went for her dreams. I'm going for my dreams. What are you doing? Oh, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't know if it'll work. I mean, all those excuses, you got to kick them out the door. You have to have that faith, that belief, that trust, that inner tenacity, that inner grit, that inner fire, that inner determination that you have to go, okay, day 87. Yeah, I no, nope, not until I believe it I'm going to get out of this damn car. And yeah, to <laughs> and to stay committed and to continue doing what you have done is absolutely Stunning, and and I have so much mad respect for you. The unstoppable definitely fits in your category, uh, for <laughs> sure. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, we got uh, let's see. Darlene says, What a smart woman and an incredible mother! Yeah, Patricia just said, My life just changed in this moment. I love you, Tracy.
1: Oh, Patricia,
0: bam, Woo!
1: bam. moment right of right truth, here. right here, right
0: now. Unstoppable Tracy on the wrong and scripted show. We just changed a, a life that I didn't know need changing. She says, This is the best. <laughs> Patricia, <laughs> Do you say that again?
1: B E S T. right? There's that best word.
0: Yes, I know. It's uh believe in your life. Yes, that is so true. Um, Alexandra, thank you again so much for being here. She's up in Canada as well. Yeah, Alexandra. You, no, 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 you're in um no no no, you're not in Canada, you're in the uh, East Coast, um Massachusetts, I think. You're somewhere on the East Coast. Um, where there is a will, there is a way, she is badass. Yeah, she's badass, kick ass, every ass in the Positive sense, um, your and that part's said, uh, real.
1: Arms and legs are missing, but my 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 lovely patootie is all mine.
0: <laughs> hell yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, She's saying more. LOL. Oh, uh, so please continue with uh with the balance of that with that uh, r- run you were on.
1: To, and uh, now I have a new thought in my brain, so I'll go with that one. By and all means, yes, you were saying about like no excuses. And, and, and Christopher, you might not like this part, but hang in with me for a second. Gotcha. And I don't know what's going on for your listeners, right? For the people that are joining us today on all these different platforms, right? I know that there is horrific pain and bankruptcy and loss and, and things that you and I have no idea about, right? And I do know that nobody's going to judge me for, for example, not going down. Or if I had come back on day 88, no one, in fact, everybody was begging me, my sister, my mom, my friends, they're like this, no, you have done your best, Tracy. There, There's that best again. I'd never distinguished that in my story. It's so funny. You've done your best. Nobody would judge you if you came back now. And, and no one would judge me f- for being sad, for living alone in a condo without my hands and legs and groceries and some adaptive programming is a little tough right now, for example. But I know through my entire life that when I live a life of no excuses, I get to live a life of no limits. So there is that tough okay. love, right? No excuses, no limits. So, so it is tough love, but it's worth it.
0: <laughs> wow, I, I want you I, I mean literally I want to play that on repeat. Can you say that again? I mean that's that is that is massive value right there for everybody who is staying in here with with us. say that again
1: when you live a life of no excuses, you get to live a life of no limits. Bam. So it's half love, love, right? but yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Anyway, I can sit here and talk to you forever. We are an hour and 10 minutes into this. I want to have you back on the show. I want to have you on the new show, The Unfiltered the unfiltered Experience with myself and Scott. Um, I know you have a, a big day tomorrow. I want to thank everybody here. Um, Alexandra for being here. Leanne Leanne is awesome. Leanne, she says, Hey, Chris, i missed the beginning of this, but she sounds awesome. Yes, you have to go back and watch it again. There's been a, a, a few comments in here that this is the best interview ever. So uh, I, I let you take credit for that. Uh, No excuses, no limits. Absolutely. Oh, here's some. Uh, No excuses, no limits equals tough love, unstoppable Tracy. And unstoppable
1: you and you and you and you. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, I, I, I truly believe in what you said, Tracy, is so evident of your journey that you've been on that we are all the same. And that when we strip away the excuses and strip away the lies and, and and change our beliefs and really give it our best, which you did for eight. I mean, I mean that is, that is absolutely just uh, so inspiring, your commitment to everything that you have done um, and everything that you're going to do. I'm so excited to be supportive of that. Uh, I'm going to be your number one raving fan now. Um, and I just look forward to having more conversations with you having and, and just inspiring people. Your energy is infectious. Um, I haven't seen your dog yet. You said he was gonna make an appearance. So
1: I know I completely thought when I get all passionate, he comes up here and he starts kissing my ear and he like crawls on my, he's like, well, huh, you know, I'm all like this cause there's just me and him. So I'm not usually all, you know, rallying but maybe he's getting mm-hmm. used to the webinar. He's, and, and it is the latest it's ever been for him. So he's Ooh. put himself to, and he's a puppy. So he has put himself to bed. He's, he's nine months old. I wish well, I wish we'll he had him. but I got a Yorkie. We I grew up with Yorkies. I actually I tried seventy rescue dogs during this pandemic, and 70? all seventy, yes, yeah, seventy, and and everybody was lapping up rescue dogs left, right, and center. So I was taking any any dog that needed rescuing during the pandemic and I was meant to have and wait on my beautiful little Riley Yorkie puppy. Uh, He was there was a plane from the Ukraine that came and a whole bunch of little puppy bulldogs had died on it. And uh, Riley was one of these puppies. And so I got to rescue this magical little Yorkie. I'm so lucky uh, Riley. And he's small. He's like three and a half pounds. He's super tiny, but nice. he's wonderful.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. Animals are amazing. I have my dog, Ozzy, who is Ozzy. I love him. He is amazing. Yeah. I have my cat, Whiskers, and Vixen. I'm a huge animal lover and yeah. totally believe in that. All right. So I want you to get off to bed. Uh, UnstoppableTracy.com, of course. Follow at Unstoppable Tracy. Where Thank else can everybody get a hold of you, be able to continue the conversation with you? Check out your book, check out your shows, check out anything about you. Where else can they go to find more about the so, Unstoppable Tracy? You know,
1: I, like everything streamlined with me no arms, no legs, no letter E and Tracy. Like everything is simple. And so Unstoppable Tracy, that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, my website, unstoppabletracy.com. And I have a new podcast coming out December 3rd called Unstop the story. Unstop the story. I got to get better at planting that in all my stories <laughs> with all of you. So if you go to unstoppeltracy.com backslash launch, uh, you can all get a free download of my book if you like. And you can all get like extra bonuses with the podcast for being early bird listeners and help me blow up. December 3rd is International Day of People with Disabilities. Uh, for the United Nations. So no matter where you are in the world, December 3rd is International Day of People with Disabilities. And so we're going to blow it up with Unstop the Story on December 3rd. And uh, it would be so great if you all signed up for my launch team.
0: Uh, we will make sure it happens. Angel says, uh, great unstoppable conversation. Christopher Roush and Tracy, unforgettable. Ah. Um, yes, it's uh, this has been truly uh, 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 an evening of, of great inspiration, great motivation, great conversation. I can't thank you enough. You are truly unstoppable. I have mad respect, mad love for you. And let's continue the conversation and continue supporting one another. I am going to be your big fan. And, uh, I just so appreciate, want to see you successful tomorrow. I'm going to put you backstage for just a second. I'm going to close out the show and we'll talk for just a second, but I want to get you off to bed. And, um, And of course, in the comments here, I'm not going to put that on the screen because it'll probably take up the whole screen. But in the comments, ladies and gentlemen, you can see this um, if you're just listening and not watching. uh, Uh, All the the links to uh, Tracy's social media are right there. You can easily, easily please go click on those. Follow, like her. Obviously, she's stunning and outstanding and inspirational. And if you can't get anything out of this particular show, you're crazy. So I, um, I, uh, oh, my. And.
1: uh, And our no excuses coach. On I, you have no excuses coach and Christopher Rocha's everywhere else. I believe.
0: Yes, I am. I, that's not a big deal. It's a, you're, you're awesome. Thank you. Uh, um, and then Alexandra, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm going to okay. place you backstage. Anything else? Any final words for the audience before I do that?
1: Thank you for having me. What a f- extraordinary audience. Raw and unscripted. I am never going to fall asleep because I am so energized. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're
0: awesome. You're awesome. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Holy shit. Wow. Um I've had the privilege of 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 having so many guests on my shows. Wh- whatever kind of shows I've done. I've been in broadcasting for a number of years now. Um and I have to say that is one of the most exciting, inspiring um most authentic, natural conversations I have had in such a long time, such a blessing. Just, I mean, I literally just met Tracy eight minutes. I mean, we had email conversations back and forth. We could tell what our energy was. Uh, We spoke for eight minutes backstage before we went live and then we went live. And so it just shows you the power of connection. It shows you the power of vulnerability. It shows you the power of showing up. Um, You guys all showed up. I mean, good Lord. Thank you so much for all the new people that showed up. I'm so inspired by seeing you guys here. Um, And if you're catching this on the replay, again, um, we appreciate you being here as well. Feel free to comment, feel free to question. We can still get those questions over to Tracy and she'll be happy to answer them. Uh, Paul, Yvonne, Serena, um, Darlene, um, Sar. I mean, I gotta get you on the show, even though you're just a paper cut, which I'm gonna have to remember that, that was cute. Uh, You guys are all just freaking amazing. Um, Patricia, thank you so much, love you. Serena, thank you so much. Angel, love you. You're always here with us. Alexandra, uh, so looking forward to being on your show and connecting with you even more. Leanne, yes, you have to go back and check out the beginning. Um, So here it is, long and the short of it. How do you become unstoppable? You don't stop. Show's over. End of story. I'm a coach. That's it. No, you don't stop. And, but the bigger, more important lesson that I really heard throughout this entire time, and I don't pre record or pre think about these closings, but the fact of the matter is you have to want it. You have to want it like air. You have to want it so bad that you're willing to give up or put aside, you don't necessarily have to give things up, put aside things that aren't as important as the thing that you want the most. Now, back in the old days when the word priority came out, priority was a singular word. It was not priorities. It was a priority. So what is your priority in your life? What is the reason why you get up every single morning? And are you living that every single day? Or are you, as I have now termed this, 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 uh, this cool little phrase, are you comfortably miserable? Are you at a spot where you're comfortable and you want to change and you want to go have an exciting life? You want to go have, make an incredible legacy, but you're scared. What if I fail? What if I what if I what if I screw up? What if I wind up worse than I am now? What if my friends think I'm stupid? What if, what if, what if, what if? Well, let me tell you something guys. There's this thing that I teach. It's called living versus existing. And you get that choice. We've talked about choices. We've talked about attitudes. we've talked about mindsets. What is your best? Go identify what your best is. Go identify what your best is. Identify where your attitude and your focus are. Are you focusing on all the shit that's happening in the world? Are you focusing on the negativity and the things that aren't happening in your life? Guess what? Like we said, karma, we talk about le- the law of reciprocity in this show. What you put out is what you get back. You just saw myself and Tracy talk for an hour with abundant energy. I literally came up here this tonight and I was like, "Oh, I I know when the microphone comes on, you have to show up. You have to participate in your life. It's your life. It's not your parents' life. It's not your sister's life. It's not your friends' life. It's not your coworkers' life. It's not any fucking buddy's life but yours. You're the one that looks in the mirror every single day. What do I get to do? What do I have to do? What do I no longer feel is supporting what I want to do in my life? What legacy do I want to leave behind? Am I doing my best, right? Tracy talks about selling everything and going down and saying, hey, listen, I want to be in the Paralympics and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to go out there and wash boats. I visualize that. I'm like, oh my God, she wants it more than air itself. And that's what we have to do, ladies and gentlemen. I know that sounds challenging and difficult, but guess what? Every time you overcome a particular obstacle in your life, you become stronger, you become more confident. So look at things like this. I see it as a view, right? When we wanna go see a beautiful view, what do we have to do? We have to drive up a mountain, we have to climb up a mountain, we have to do something to get to that point to be able to see where we've come from. That's why we wanna go to the view We want will see, oh my God, look, I can see the entire city. I can see the mountainside, I can see the ocean, I can see this. But you had to work to get to that view, didn't you? You either had to pay money, you had to do something to get to that view. And then you get to that view and you're like, wow, I did it. For me, I climbed up the side of a mountain in Canada and I didn't think I was going to do it. I got to the top and I'm like, the view is amazing. I took the gondola down, but when you get to that top and then you can sit there and look up and go, Hey, there's another Vista and another Vista and another Vista. And if I can make it up this one, then I'm sure as shit going to make it up the next one. And the next one's going to have a better view. And then I'm going to be able to bring people along with me and say, Hey, listen, I did it. You can do it too. Tracy obviously has situations in our life that make it a little bit more challenging, right? So if you're able-bodied, able-minded and everything else, what is your excuse? I want, after I end this broadcast, I really want you to sit down and think about what is my excuse? What is holding me back? What can I do starting tomorrow that can change my perspective that life is happening for me and not to me, that I'm a victor, not a victim. That again is a choice, guys. That is really a stupid choice. So I want to thank you guys all again for being here. If you dug this, if you dug this interview, if you dug this hour, please, please share it out. Please share it out. Um, We want to impact as many people as we possibly can during COVID. We want to give people hope. We want to give people the opportunity to see different people's stories and perspectives and not be a victim to their own stuff. Because you, know, you do have the opportunity to change your life at any particular moment in time that you want to. And is it challenging? Is it hard? Is it difficult? Yes. But guess what? You get stronger and you grow from it and you look back and go, Hey, I'm glad that happened for me and not to me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to get out of here. Um, you guys have been awesome. Again, please share this